You are on Max's Island, a podcast by Meet Max Power. On Max's Island podcast, you'll hear the lived experiences of people who choose to live life a little differently. It might be a story of when they took time out and dared to do something crazy. Perhaps they made a decision to leave it all behind and follow their dreams. Or maybe they just stopped listening to what other people thought and did what was right for them. This experience becomes a story that is part of them and one that you need to hear. So, now that you're on Max's Island, listen to the wisdom in these stories and you too will be inspired to do what you have always wanted to do. Today on Max's Island, I'm with Pat O'Donnell. Pat, welcome to the island. Lovely to be here, Tony. Pat, all our guests on the island have that great opportunity to tell a story about that time in their life where they might have done something for themselves. Perhaps an opportunity came up that they were able to take advantage of, or they just turned their back on what other people were saying and just did it for themselves anyway. Do you have a time in your life, recently or even in the past, where that may have happened? I do, Tony. Three years ago, my lovely husband Terry died. And I was here on my own with not a lot occupying my time. I've always wanted to have a degree. All of my family have degrees, but I was the only one without a university education. And I thought, maybe now's the time. So I approached the university and said, will you have me? To my surprise, they said yes. Now, forgive me for asking a leading question. Can I just ask you, and I'm respectful of of you, how old are you and how significant was that in terms of asking the university whether they would accept you? I'm 85 now, so we're talking of two years ago. I was 83 when I approached the university and said, you know, can I do this? And they were quite happy to entertain you, obviously, to to listen to your story. And were there any particular hoops you had to jump through to, to get the opportunity? I had to fill in application forms and I applied to both Notre Dame and UWA. And to my surprise, they both accepted me. Can I ask you, why was the opportunity perhaps missed in your youth? It wasn't an opportunity missed. I've always believed that my role in life was to be a mother. And so I didn't mind not studying when I was younger because I was very fulfilled as a wife and mother in those early years. I wouldn't have had it any other way. So you make the decision to approach the universities. You get accepted into both. You chose Notre Dame. Why did you choose going to Notre Dame? Mainly because it's closer to where I live. I can get there by train. I don't have to worry about parking and parking fees. And being a senior citizen, travelling on the train is free. And I do know that uh, your family history, there's a great connection in Fremantle. 
So that probably helped as well. You felt felt at home. Absolutely. I've got very deep roots, well, in Western Australia particularly, but from my through my father's family, they have really strong connections with Fremantle. So you get to university, and before we talk about your subjects and, and how things have gone over the last two years, really interested to know how you felt that first day, or the, the, the perhaps the week leading up to your first day where you went to class. <sighs> Well, I, I attended the orientation week. It felt very strange among all the newly graduated from high school kids. However, brazened it out and, yeah, rolled up on the very first day and went to the wrong building for my first lecture. <laughs> However, lovely people helped me find where I needed to be and since then it's not been a problem. I've, I've really enjoyed the fact that the young students, most of them, are very accepting of this strange old lady. Need to ask the question, as a mature age student, when I was at uni, all the mature age students sat at the front. Do you sit at the front or the back? I sit at the front. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> Keeping the tradition going for mature age students. <laughs> and take my notes, pen and paper. So, Pat, what course did you take and how have you found the variety of subjects that you've uh, been involved in? I enrolled in a Bachelor of Arts with the intention of making history a major and I have loved the history units that I've done so far. They've been extremely varied but last year I decided that I would have a taste of archaeology and I ended up doing three archaeology units in one year and it now looks as though I'll end up with a history and archaeology double major. Is that something that you expected going into the course, that you would do something around archaeology, or is that really no, out of the blue? not at all. I just thought, archaeology sounds interesting. I'll get a taste of it. I'll just do one unit and see what it's like. But it's really fascinated me, and I love it. So what's been something special in that archaeology units that you've done? Well, the, special, the most special part was the um, unit I did in Albany, because Albany is very close to me having gone to school there and um, just having the opportunity of going and doing some research in the town that I love so much was really interesting. But archaeology is so aligned to history that they, they really go hand in hand. And the, the project in Albany, what's that been around? Well, it was around the um, establishment and the use of an area of the town that's called Lawley Park, which is quite a big area which when it was first established was right on the shore of Princess Royal Harbour. There's been so much recl reclamation now that it is no longer right on the shore of, with the waters lapping the edge of it. But it was the area where the um, West Australian contingent first established their military bases in Albany. And the remains of... Well, what we were looking for was to find where some of the original buildings had been located... And we were successful in that. We were not doing any excavation at all, um, but we used ground-penetrating radar to establish some of the um, remnants of some um, building Structures, foundations. Yeah. And was that something that hadn't been done before? We used the original surveyor's notes to determine where we thought they were, but nobody had ever actually located them. 
But And look, it wasn't just looking at that part of it. We looked at the whole history of the area and the uses it had been used for because there'd been jail and school and hospitals accommodated within the military buildings at various periods in the early settlement of the time. And this is in the settlement that was in place before Perth was settled, wasn't it? Yes, originally. And the work that you you did as a as a student and as a group of students, is that going to be preserved and used for historical referencing? Well, it's all being put into report to the Albany City Council. What they do with it, we don't know. But it was preparing the report that was really interesting. And we all took different aspects of the uses of the park to research, which involved a lot of, for me, many, many hours at the state records office, finding um, original documents to support what we were saying had happened in that area over the years. Now, I know that you do have a keen interest in history and history of um, family and, and Western Australia. Has the course been helpful in continuing to spur your, your quest for additional knowledge and uh, understanding perhaps where your family have been involved in WA? I don't think I've needed this course to, to, to pursue that interest because I, I am desperately interested in finding out as much as I can about our family's involvement in Western Australia and I've been doing that for quite a few years so far. Has being in the academic environment, though, given you the opportunity to access resources that you may not have had before that, oh, yes. that now give you um, more insight? Being in the academic atmosphere has opened all sorts of areas of um, research, which I had no idea about. I've, I've never done any, re- any major research of an academic nature before, and learning how to do that has been amazing. And obviously it opens new, new doors to accessing information. And the fact that you had had a full life leading up to going to university and that most of that didn't involve education as such, did you find the, the nature of having to learn how to study, how to do referencing in reports and, and assignments, did you find that challenging or was that something that, again, because the resources are there, you're able to um, find those resources and, and make it a little bit more streamlined for you? It was challenging. It was challenging and it's taken me a while, I think, after two years. And I'm not full-time. Not I'm doing three units instead of four per semester, so not quite full-time. I still have another life as well. <laughs> But, no, it's taken me, I would think, two years to really understand properly academic referencing. And and the various units I'm doing use different referencing formats, so I've got to know them all. <laughs> you mentioned that you've had great interaction with the younger students. Could I go as far as saying that you've made friends with some of them? I have. I have, yes. Not so many of the of the really young students, but some of the... Mature age students, you know, like 26-year-olds. <laughs> and, and some, yeah, but some others. Yes, I have made friends at uni, which has been lovely. So have you got mapped out for the last couple of years of your course what units you're going to do? Or do you think there might be an opportunity to go down another tangent, just like with the archaeology? Well, I'm still hoping to fit in some... I have done already one 
literature unit, but I did want to do some literature units, English literature. Finding the time to fit them in has been awkward because now I've, with a double major, I've got to have enough of those units to, to create those two two majors. But um, yeah, look, I don't know what I'll do, but I'm still looking at other things. Making sure, though, that I have enough of the history and archaeology to complete the majors. Now, Pat, you mentioned right at the start, one of the reasons you didn't go to university as a younger person was because your keenness to be a mother and run a household. And I know that it was a busy household. You have a big family. I'm sure your children would have been incredibly impressed with mum going to uni. Or were they a little shocked? Oh, they weren't shocked. <laughs> I don't think I can do anything no, to shock them. they know you. <laughs> but, uh, look, they have been incredibly supportive and very proud of what their mum's doing. I don't know why they're proud, but anyway, they also tell me they're proud of me, which is lovely, and, and they're incredibly supportive. Wonderful. They all have degrees, by the way. Well, you can compare in a couple of years' time their degree with your degree. So, Pat, after you've done the degree, do you think that'll furnish an appetite to do any additional studies? Tony, I'm busy plotting my future career. <laughs> no, no, look, at the moment, my archaeology lecturer is mapping out the honours unit that I'm going to do. He's hopeful. I don't know that that's the course I'll take, but that's what he's telling me. <laughs> well, I find that incredibly enlightening that you should pursue additional education and higher education. And I think that's really reflective of the, the concept of education's for everyone and that you're never too old to be exposed to something and learn something new and take full advantage of it. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right there, but certainly education is for everyone and there's never an end to it. Never an end. So, Pat, as we wind up your time on Max's Island, What's your advice to somebody who maybe has had a career in something and has, has just entered retirement? What would you suggest to them around the opportunities to continue to learn, and not necessarily at, at university level, but just learning in general? I'd just say look around, find out what interests you and see if there are opportunities to follow those interests further because it's been an eye-opener to me. And do you think it's sharpened your mental capacity and your mental acuity by being challenged from an academic point of view? Oh, it has. It takes me less, less time in the morning to do my daily puzzles than ah. it used to before I'd started. <laughs> well, Pat, thanks very much for being on the island. I'm in awe of your challenge that you've set yourself and the fact that you are considering honours and higher education after the graduate degree, which would suggest that you're absolutely killing it. So well done and thanks very much for being on the island. Oh, thanks for those comments, Tony. I think you're very generous. Thank you. We spoke on the bus on the way home from work. He was lost in the details of life. Each day was a blur. Oh, work play and how how it turned out this way I 
His sense was engaged, his mind was as clear as the sky. Completely alone, no emails or phone. And 